0: Our story is the story of two guys who start at the bottom and with a lot of hard work continue along the bottom and finally end up at the bottom.
2: Give me my
1: team music!
0: they some bad boys. Drop it's our time, boys, right now. You ready? It's time to do it. One more time. We be the midday marauders, dad life ballers. Down since 82, we was Richardson maulers. That's why they call us local homegrown. Used to flow off the dome. Now we, own, we own home. On the run from them suits, and dudes that ruin radio formulaic and lame we kind of hate it so we teamed up with these here freaks to bring light so from 10 a to two we free to take flight. stations flip it flop it they table wobbly and if you let them steal your time yo that is a robbery we' thinking you should probably keep it locked on the freak gone take it k-ray let that last false be into to. Welcome everybody, it's the world famous Ben and Skin Show 97. one, The Freak, all hands on deck, a live radio presentation today. Well, not really all hands on deck. Half of our show that is normally here is here. I'm Ben Rogers and I'm joined by Jeff Skin, Wade. We are both here. Yeah, I got to leave in about five minutes. Okay, he's getting ready to leave to go to a Mavs game. I'll see you. Uh, Christina is not here today. She's turned her back on the listener. Uh, and strip mall Steve is probably dead. We haven't heard from him in weeks. A lot of our listeners
2: probably are fine with the whole Steve disappearing thing. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. They're very disappointed Christina's not here. Uh, We're very
0: excited that Maddie is here. She's running the show for us. Uh, It is MLK Day. Uh, It is a day of uh, celebrating uh, equality, justice, and uh, civil rights. Mm -hmm. And it's a very important day. And uh, the way we looked at it was, okay, it is a company holiday, and there are a lot of people that are going to be off today. But we need to
2: be on the air to discuss a huge Cowboys playoff victory. It's going to be incredible because we're going to be ramping up. So think about this. When's the last time we got to host two playoff games like this? This is going to be huge, Ben. And it's really uh, the only reality in any universe that Jerry Jones ever considered possible, if you heard him talk last night. So I was the same way. I thought there was zero chance of losing. And we've got to break down this game while looking forward to next week's huge matchup against the Lions. Yeah. Yeah. it's, uh, It's not what we
0: expected it to be, but we are happy to be here in person doing a little live radio for you today and throughout the presentation, feel free to eulogize. This is a funeral. Did you hear that little burp? That was I nice. A small burp while I was talking. You, you played uh, it off well. Damn, I did play it off well. Then
2: I, I just it. felt like it was too much to just yeah. keep going. Hey, guys, did you hear my burp? <laughs> Maddie, have you already recorded it? Can we play it back? I don't know if that's possible All right, yet.
0: Listen, uh, I, this is a weird day. Obviously, we have crazy weather in Dallas-Fort Worth. Not quite as crazy as maybe we anticipated, but it is a crazy outcome. I don't think anybody anticipated the Cowboys getting their asses beat and just destroyed and pummeled by the Packers, 48-32. And today we will be eulogizing this season. It's a funeral. Uh, so we'll put the fun in funeral today. If you want to call in, you want to weigh in on this, you're welcome to. 214-787-1971, especially in that last hour when I'll be by myself. If you want to call in and just carry that hour, you're welcome to do that. But I think I, I think at its core, I think what we're dealing with is, is it comes down to this. Do you look at this crisis, this loss by the Cowboys, do you look at it as a singular event? Or do you look at it in its entirety with the baggage of the past, I don't know,
2: 25 years? Can I say yes to both? Mm-hmm. Uh, because I think the unique thing about every new cowboy era is it takes on its own identity of ineptitude for different w- different ways and different reasons. And then obviously that's always going to point back to the constants, which are Stephen and Jerry. But you know who one of the most, in my opinion— and we've worked with him for many years, so we know him well. One of the most measured sports voices in America is Tim mm-hmm. Uh Like uh, Charles Barkley... Uh, you know, we've been around Barkley a couple times, not only because of Kalashaw, but also because of Dirk's events. And Barkley was always like, I like Tim Kalashaw because he doesn't do what all these other guys do, which is make up stuff and yell. And so I respect him. And when I was perusing the interwebs today and Tim Kalashaw like, if you don't fire Mike McCarthy, you're lying to yourself. I was like, OK, I generally find him to be a measured guy and he's saying this. And I feel like the main reason the Cowboys lost yesterday was because their defense was atrocious, but doesn't matter. I mean, he's been at the helm for four seasons. And they are one and three in the playoffs. And you hired him to get you further in the playoffs because you can be mediocre and go eight and eight every year with Jason Garrett. But he was hired because he won a Super Bowl in that building that they lost in yesterday. And he's been on the job for four years, and they are one and three in the playoffs.
0: Yeah, I I spoke to somebody who is very dialed in. I have to be vague here, but it's somebody Steven. who is very dialed in to the organization uh, professionally, and I'm not talking about a media person. And they told me that this is extra, extra confusing for the Cowboys today because Dan Quinn is the succession plan if things went bad in this game for the Cowboys. But no one anticipated that it would be the defense getting throttled. And so it's 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 a game of such massive magnitude. It's hard not to look at the overall body of work. Like even even diagnosing the the issues here. Okay, looking at McCarthy, God, such a great regular season coach, but sucks in these big games. Um, but when you look at Dan Quinn, are you like okay, it's the defensive work over the course of the full season, or it's falling apart in a big game? Because like if the Cowboys had lost this game. You know, nine to six or something. I mean, maybe you're like, okay, Dan Quinn did. It. Dan Quinn didn't do his job either. He was that defense was
2: humiliated. They were, and you know what's going to make everyone drive off the road besides the ice right now? The main reason. This is not talking to anybody. This is me opining. The main reason Dan Quinn is the backup plan. Is because Dan Quinn doesn't command any institutional control. And the big names that are out there, like you can you can spend thirty seconds and get me sold on Harbaugh. I mean, I, I think he's kind of a douche, but I think when you – I would love to bring in a head coach that has an ax to grind with the San Francisco 49ers while they are far and away the best team in the conference that you got to get past. I think for his track record, what he's done, what he just did, coaching the pros, his family, all these things, he checks every single box. But Harbaugh probably has a lot of control. That's why things flamed out in San Francisco. Bill Belichick, seriously, like – I mean, he's not going anywhere where he doesn't have a ton of control. Dan Quinn was the succession plan because Dan Quinn has been here. They work with him. It's it's an easy, comfortable fit because as much as everything the Cowboys are going to say and they're going to go out there and say whatever they say, it's always about the Steven, Jerry comfortability, who they like and who they want to work with.
0: Yeah, so I I do, you know, we did stumble across this that Stephen and Bill Belichick are really close. And that surprised me that they have this big relationship and when I first heard about it I was like, "Wait. I think there's that he may be the coach of the Cowboys at some point and then really it's just kind of run out of runway here. I mean, he's he is 71. If Belichick was to come here, I think he would say, "You know what?" Uh, I haven't been doing a very good job as a GM at this point in my career. I'm just going to focus on being a coach and I'll come have input here with these people, but I, I think it's Dan. I think you're right. I think it's Dan Quinn. I think Dan Quinn. I think Dan Quinn will be the coach of the Cowboys moving forward. So You
2: think McCarthy's gone.
0: I do think McCarthy's going to get fired and I think Dan Quinn's going to get the job and primarily there's a lot of reasons because I think that was their plan going into this game. I had a very good source tell me that um, and so I think that was the plan and as ugly as this is is you know, I think maybe they, you know, overall getting the team prepared for this. I, I don't know. These things are so complicated because you're like, man, the Cowboys didn't care. Or Mike Baske, say they didn't try their hardest. <laughs> and it's like, you can't just simplify it to that. Did I think in general, I think the whole team overlooked Green Bay. I think they were saying, oh, my God, we're on a gravy train with biscuit wheels. We got this game. This is a bye week. We're going to roll this week. We'll have a home game next week. And then let's get ready for San Francisco. And I think that's kind of the mindset and they got their asses kicked and and dude give green bay credit green bay came out and said uh we're taking the ball we want the ball offensively we're and they went right down the field maybe the two biggest plays of the game were on that drive a huge third down conversion i can't remember who caught the ball do you remember that maybe it was does it was some huge third down conversion during that first drive and then a penalty i think on d law was it the d law offsides and it's like those two plays really kept that drive going and by you know, I was talking to a former player, and they were telling me, "Look, the the Cowboys will be in trouble if Green Bay gets up early in this game because that's not the way the Cowboys play. The Cowboys like to get up early and then bully the other team. And then
2: Cowboys came out super cute, man. Did did you see that stat? Which I didn't realize. Cowboys when they score first or ten and zero when they don't they're two and five yeah I, I didn't realize that yeah
0: and it's like uh, they came out and it's it's I don't think they expected Green Bay to just march down the field and get kick and then, their ass yeah and kick their ass and dude it's uh, yeah man it's uh, it's it's embarrassing but I, I I it's confusing to kind of okay you're looking at the baggage of the last I, I don't know how many years is it. Since the last... Since, 19, since 96?
2: 96 is the last time they went to the conference finals. So since 96... <laughs> last time you, they won a Super Bowl, by the way, is the last time they went to the conference finals. Most of us look at the Cowboys through that lens.
0: A lens of ineptitude, and it all comes down to the Joneses. And you're furious with the Joneses because the Cowboys have sucked in the postseason. They haven't accomplished anything, and they're still the number 1 sports franchise in America, mm-hmm. uh, according to Forbes. Value-wise. And so, and so the Joneses are cash and checks couldn't be happier. And uh, Cowboys fans are like this sucks. So it's hard not to look at it through that lens. But if you just look at it through the McCarthy era, he's been, a, it's confusing there too, because he's been a great regular season
2: head coach, but they have been terrible in the big games. And it's not about the regular season anymore. That's why McCarthy was brought here and he has failed that. And so you're sitting there. I mean, I agree with everything you're saying, Um if you're if you're if you go out there and one, they punch you in the mouth and you don't respond. Two, you play too casually, three, you've played entitled, that's a really hard thing to assess blame because there's so many people involved in that. But you have to point your finger at the head coach because he is the tone setter. And if you know, we gave him a lot of credit. I gave him a lot of credit last year for keeping the team afloat with Cooper Rush as your quarterback, and he deserved a lot of credit for that. And then uh, Dak, after the game, gave him a lot of credit for the year that he had. So he was saying when people were bringing up, hey, if you're going to talk about firing the coach, then you need to talk about getting – I'm paraphrasing, but you need to talk about getting rid of me too. Uh, You know, Dak stepped up there and got Mike McCarthy's back. But if there is a problem – with the tone with which you played in a playoff game that you were favored by a touchdown, you were the two seed, you were finally in the position you needed to be in, then that blame definitely falls at the foot of the head coach. And if it was the first time, great. They lost last year because they mismanaged a clock and didn't even give themselves an opportunity. And he has now been here for four years, and they are one and three in the playoffs and no closer to a conference title game than they ever were in a decade of Jason Garrett.
0: So here, so here's here's the problem though. If uh, if you're saying if you narrow it down to it's not about the regular season, it's about playoffs, it's about big games, it's about performing on the biggest stage, then you it's impossible to look at Dan Quinn right now. I mean, he just he's got a dirty diaper on right now, so well, it's impossible to look at Dan Quinn and say. He deserves it because I mean because that the defense is the reason they lost. They gave up 50 points.
2: He was at the helm of one of the single worst Super Bowl losses of all time. They had New England beat. Now I realize Shanahan got a lot of blame for that too for the way that they were. He was calling plays in that game. But when you hired Dan Quinn over Belichick, don't ever forget that Super Bowl. If we're talking about big moments, he's kind of got to wear that too. And anytime I look up Ben. And KT's wearing a headset. I don't know what that means, but it's happening right now.
1: Hey, guys. Still here. Um, <laughs> I, should, I looked something up because you were talking, and I'm playing a quasi-producer for a minute before I go home. Stay here. Uh, McCarthy, 22 playoff games, 11 and 11. That's pretty good. It is pretty good. That's, That's really right good. up there with Mike Ditka. You know? um, <laughs> I wouldn't better, mind bringing Ditka back. Better than Mike Tomlin, who's been in Pittsburgh forever, right? <laughs> so... <laughs> I don't know. That's something to think about there. Like, can you do better? I don't know if you can. Dan Quinn's three and two in the playoffs. Matt Lafleur's he, three and three in the playoffs. Like you, it's, it's the, the only
2: the only thing I have against Belichick, if we if we are going to go here and we're going to start talking about these names, is that I just don't want to bring in a seventy one year old guy. It's not like he took a year off and rejuvenated. Well, um, he's coming off four years of just getting his ass. Thrashed. Don't you think
1: this is a guy though? This is what I keep coming back to with him. By the way, thirty-one and thirteen in the playoffs. Oh my God! Okay, I can imagine him a little hungry to maybe prove that maybe it wasn't all Tom. Maybe a little, yeah. maybe a little hungry to go. Maybe, maybe I'm the one who can do it after thirty years in Dallas. And I, I it's interesting. But <laughs> I,
0: I can see why, why <laughs> it would be appealing to Belichick. And again, they have a super tight relationship. And if he's willing to acquiesce some of the control of the front office and say, "Man, I'm not worried about that." I mean, look, everybody's down on Dak today, but you, you know, he had an MVP season. He hes the runner-up for MVP of the league. If you're, if you're Belichick and you're seventy-one, you're certainly not going to rebuild somewhere.
2: I, I, and you know, Atlanta and and the Chargers both feel
1: like those kinds of situations. I mean, uh, Herbert Chargers might not feel that way, but yeah, Atlanta for sure rebuild it. Yeah,
2: yeah. So here's uh, here's a, I've always been a Dak supporter. All right. But if I'm gonna sit here and I'm gonna say McCarthy's been here four years and they're one and three, Dak is two and five in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. I mean, you it's the same thing with Romo. You have got to wear it until you can change it. You watch your whore mouth. Romo never got the chance to to change it because of all the injuries. All the injuries caught up to him Mm -hmm. and then the moment happened where he got hurt scrambling in a preseason game it's the most romo thing ever without his left tackle right in that game
1: insane yeah and he never played oh
2: oh, the pockets collapsed and let me see if i can pick this up um this important (laughs) preseason game in fact I think Dan Quinn was the defensive coordinator for the Seahawks at the time, and they killed him. Yeah, maybe. Um, Might have been maybe maybe he'd gone to Atlanta. No, that was 2016. 16, yeah, it's a long time ago. Uh, but I, I'm saying all that to say, Dak's got to wear this, and I blame his defense for the. F- I, I blame his defense for everything up till the pick six. Even that turnover, that first interception, that was an extraordinary play. The 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 Packers held and had first and goal from the fourteen and then they just immediately picked it right back up. I mean the defense offered no resistance ever wow. yesterday. It was already twenty to nothing when Dak threw the pick six, which pretty much ended the game. So but still he's two and five in the playoffs. Okay.
0: If if you believe what I was told that Dan Quinn was the succession plan, does giving up 48 points in a playoff game to the youngest team in the league change that? If that was really the Cowboys' plan, as I was told, does that defensive performance
1: affect that? That's what I think it said. 21-16, make you go, yeah, okay, fine. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
2: But... For me, no, it doesn't change anything. They, you know, here, here's the deal. They, they look. They know if they know if who Dan Quinn is. He's been here. He's been in the building for whatever it is. Three. It was he here. McCarthy's first yeah, year. Three years. Okay, he's been here for three years now. They know who he is. Uh, we we started the year talking about. Remember this greatest defense ever that was being discussed in September. You know what the greatest defense ever doesn't do? Get run on every effing week. Yeah. They need to get big dudes in the middle and stop the run. Yeah. That's Dan Quinn's defense. And and we're you know obviously we're
0: sitting here talking about um, how great the front office has been. They've they've done a good job, right? Uh, But that was a wasted draft. They got nothing out of Mozzie Smith. Nothing. Mm -hmm. He did nothing. Mm -hmm. They're right back with the exact same needs they had the year prior, except everybody's older, so now there's more needs. But Mozzie Smith, you got nothing. You wasted a pick on a second-round tight end. What the hell were those first two picks? Obviously, Overshone may have something for this scheme, but that was a third-round pick. It's like, he's out for the year injured, but you wasted your first two picks. You got more out of trading those fifth-round picks for
1: Stephon Gilmore and Brandon Cooks than you got out of your actual first- and second-round picks. The team that beat you got seven rookies contributing in yesterday's game. Yeah, those are all, like, first- and second-year receivers, right? Yes, and and they're in fact, their top two wide receivers had one total catch. But you had two t- second-round tight ends. Musgrave and Tucker Craft, who played well. Mm -hmm. You had Bo Melton, who caught a pass. but Wicks with the post route touchdown on Stephon Gilmore. Carrington Valentine helped shut down CeeDee Lamb for a little bit. But, dude, Jordan Love didn't even throw that many passes. 21. 21? No, one stopped the run. This is 2017 all over again. Yeah. You you thought you had a good year. It kind of cratered at the end of the year. Your stats all look good. And then you get gashed on the ground in the playoffs, and you're like, what the hell happened? Where's the toughness? Like... Leighton Van Der Esch is your other good, you know, run defender. And, you know, I, I don't – you know, he. we probably shouldn't talk about him anymore because he can't fill his hands. Wait, hold on. Yeah. Hold on a second, though. i got to stop yeah. because
2: I'm listening to what you're saying, and I'm agreeing, uh, getting gashed on the ground. And then as you're saying that, I start running the game back, and I was like – what about how many receivers didn't have twenty a dude twenty yards near them? How many breakdowns? I mean, there was a guy who I don't know who that tight end was Luke Musgrave. Okay, a popular the, country artist. The ball could not have been any more underthrown, and it didn't matter didn't because matter. No, it was like he was fielding a punt, and then he stumbled for a little bit. No one's still near him. This happened over and over. It wasn't just getting gashed on the ground.
1: Whose fault is it? That to me is preparedness. Okay. They, they, so were, not they were Quinn? out-coached. I, my favorite line of the day, when I like to rehash my favorite lines from the morning show, I thought Dan Quinn tried to out-fox a bear. and that is that the, a line from Fargo? No, but I feel like it could be. <laughs> my favorite far, far, Fargo line is, uh, hard times for a hard man. Or a hard man for hard times. Yes, yeah. that's um, a great billboard. But... The Packers are a team that are was gelling. They might have just ran into a buzzsaw. And I, I think we need to keep that in mind instead of being like fully emotional here. A part of it is you might have just ran into a team that is gelling at the right time. Their quarterback has played like a top three quarterback in the NFL in the second half of the year. It's all kind of coming together at once. They'll probably get smoked by San Francisco.
0: If this was cussing well, the cowboys, I'd tell you to go F yourself. And right I now. will Callum. go F myself. What? I'm what? headed home. No, why don't you Just stick around? The roads are icy. A little, a yeah, time. you know, we're gonna you, no, yeah. no no no.
2: I think I think you should do some show prep for tomorrow right there. Yep. Coming up next more with Kevin Turner. He's gonna take your calls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Turner takes your cowboy calls <laughs> yeah. next. Two one four seven eight
0: seven one nine seven one. KT. Uh what do they say when it's unplugged?
2: Yeah, KT, <laughs> KT unplugged. KT, KT unplugged. It's gonna be great. Yep. He's gonna he's gonna deliver a
0: diatribe <laughs> <laughs> and then you're gonna see a digital autograph in the digital bottom autograph. right corner. Digital autograph by Kevin Turner next.
1: Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino.